Meet Reed Lance Rosenthal, rancher, number one best-selling award-winning author, and unabashedly, unapologetically, on the right side of the outstanding issues of our generation. But don't try to fence him in. Sometimes his positions will surprise you, because Reed is definitely his own man, with his own opinions. You might love him, you might hate him, but you won't be able to stop listening. Step over to the right side with Reed. Howdy listeners from coast to coast, the Gulf to Mexico and around the globe. It's Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. You know, this is going to be an unusual show. We're going to talk about some histories that we've talked about in the past. But I'm going to take basically the last 10 plus or minus weeks of shows. And I'm going to tie them all together because I brought them to you with a purpose. I brought them to you in the order that I did for a reason. And I'm going to tie all those really big picture items into the universal photograph for you in this show. And then, of course, I'm going to tell you the rest of that story, some of which still has to be written. But first, let's start off with our founder's quote. Let's go to John Adams again. And I think this is really apropos for where we're going today. Fear is the foundation of most governments. John Adams, you knew much hundreds of years ago. Human nature is what it is. Governments are what they are. And let me tell you the ranch story. So I'm going to go back, oh, a long time. 40 years ago, maybe 45 years ago, my dad was in his late 50s. We had gone hunting with a couple of other friends, and we were in some very remote country. Had ridden in as far as we could go until it got too dense, too steep, too nasty, and set up camp. And this was the second day of the hunt, if I remember correctly. Those decades passed. And my dad, he was a good hunter. He was an avid hunter. But it was rare for him to be in after the sunset. I mean, he'd hunt that last little bit of light, but there was very few occasions he didn't make it back to camp with still some light left and not needing a flashlight. Well, that particular evening, it was as we started to prepare dinner, my dad had not arrived. We hadn't heard any shots, and everybody's, you know, they poo-pooed my nervous questioning. You know, where do you think he is? What do you think happened? Oh, he's fine. He might have something down. We didn't hear the shots. He'll be along anytime, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, in my gut, I knew that something wasn't right. And a half an hour went by, and it got pitch black. Another half an hour went by. Dinner was about ready. And I stood up, and much to the amazement of the little band of brothers there, said, I'm going to go find him. And they all said, what, are you crazy? You're going to go out in the dark? You don't even know which way he went. You have no idea where to go. You're never going to find him. Don't worry, he's fine. He'll be back in an hour or two, etc. But I persisted. And I took off with a flashlight and a rifle, of course. And off I went. And, you know, I kind of knew my dad's hunting habits. I knew what kind of terrain he liked and what kind of terrain he avoided. And I knew how he conducted his hunts, particularly if he was hunting alone. And I knew the country really well, too. So I had a surmise. I had a surmise as to where he might be. And I struck out, and several hours later, I hit a little creek. And I started following this creek. This was a hunch. It was a reception of energies. It was perhaps telepathy. And sure enough, in the light of the flashlight, there's my dad. His rifle propped up against a tree that was leaning over the creek, doing jumping jacks because it was damp and it was cold, and he was trying to stay warm. And I was not surprised that I had found him. He was shocked that I had found him. We were probably three miles plus or minus from camp, and his first thought was, let's get a fire going and we'll spend the night here and we'll go back in the morning. 
But I knew he was cold and damp. I knew that there was weather coming in. I knew that I was kind of sweaty from hiking with basically without stop to find him. And I made the decision, no, we're going to hike back to camp right now. And off we went. And about, oh, 1.30 in the morning, we stumbled into the dark and slumbering bivouac area. And lights went on in the tents. And everybody marveled at the fact that I had found him and that we were back. And the moral of this story is never deny your feelings. Never deny your instincts. Never deny the facts which support those instincts and feelings. And always act on them. Now let's get into the meat of the show. And I'm going to be bringing you, as I promised last week, to kind of a summary of all the cataclysmic events kind of the mid-segment of this show that have befallen this country over the last year. So over the last eight to ten weeks, I've brought you the history of money. I brought you a five-part series on PSYOPs, the history of PSYOPs, how that whole (laughs) dark field developed, how it's employed now. I brought you the history of the WEF and how they have successfully, right under our noses, inserted their young global leaders, the 3,800 of them, in, to use Klaus Schwab's words, the cabinets of governments around the world, and how they are now these disciples, have appointed others under them, and those have appointed others under them, all marching to the beat of the same anti-freedom drums. And I brought you the history of the WHO, the World Health Organization, and told you about the looming pandemic treaty and the subterfuge behind it, and the powers that we give the who, and that we cede as a sovereign nation. And last week, I told you about the cartels along our open southern border, and how they have infiltrated the United States, and how basically they control politics through a mixture of fear, coercion, bribery, and corruption in Arizona, certain parts of California, Nevada, and unfortunately, in virtually every state in the country, with particularity, 20 or so states, which include, with particularity, the swing states in major elections. During the course of these next few minutes, I'm going to refer you back to even more distant shows that we've done. You can find them in the archives on the rightsideradio.com. One of them being the history of the rise and fall of civilizations. Just type civilizations in. You'll find it fascinating. I go back 5,000 years. And I'm not going to deal in this show with the why of what's going on, what I'm going to share with you, or what I'm going to coalesce for you, should I say. I'm simply going to deal with the irrefutable bullet points, the irrefutable dots, the irrefutable truths that we all know, even though many of them have been long denied. Let's start off with other topics that we've touched on over the last few weeks. The real economic figures, shadowstatistics.com, real inflation, real unemployment, real debt figures, which the government told us are wrong, which the government tells us are just the opposite, which the government, amplified by the press and big tech, insists are not a recession. And of course, we have the continual drum beating of the climate crisis. We're all going to die in 10 years. This is This is the end of the earth as we know it if we don't act immediately. Remember John Adams' quote? Fear is the foundation of most government. How about all those quote-unquote conspiracy theories, which the PSYOP stories told us is the very first thing a really good hunch or assumption based on a set of dots and facts is labeled by the complicit press, big tech, government, globalist cartel. The other cartel, not the Mexican cartel, the global cartel. Think about them. 
the Russia collusion hoax, the impeachment hoaxes. There is no big tech censorship. There is no collusion between big tech media and the government. The government has not directed what can and cannot be seen in the press and in technological platforms like Facebook and Instagram and, oh yeah, Twitter. There is no corporate wokeness going on. That's just a figment of your imagination. And now suddenly we have, right in front of our face, paraded new acronyms like ESG, Environmental, Social, Governmental. China is not our enemy. They're just a competitor. And they need us just as much as we need them. The struggle in Ukraine is all about freedom. That's the reason we're there. And the rule of international law. There is no new world order. Oh, but now there is. In fact, Klaus Schwab wrote a book about it himself. And if there is a new world order, the United States government certainly isn't involved in it. Did you know that the words that Klaus Schwab uses in his book, think about our history lessons on the WEF several weeks ago. His words are build back better. Who else used those words? I think during his campaign and shortly after his election. Oh, that's right. President Cadaver. Build back better. Hmm. Must be a coincidence. There is no election fraud, folks. Those thousands of arrests every year, those changes that you saw on your television screen in vote tallies switching from one candidate to another, the testimony in seven different state legislatures by thousands of people under oath, the machines breaking down in Arizona, none of this happened. Do not believe your lying eyes. Our elections are as clean as a whistle. And of course, there's no foreign interference. You know, not by anybody like in south of the border, you know, like cartels or China or Russia, except when Russia is interfering, of course, to help Trump. And do you remember the Antifa riots in the summer of 2020? I think it was in 100 cities around the United States, but I'll remind you of Portland because we're going to bring them up in the rat-a-tat-tat where they established their autonomous zone. <laughs> and the mayor, in fact, both mayors, Seattle and Portland, said, oh, that's okay, not a problem. It's a summer of love. You can burn down that courthouse, take over that police station. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Do you remember the press standing out there, literally with buildings burning behind them, saying these protests are mostly peaceful? And how about the drumbeat of fear, remember John Adams, about the lethality of COVID? Oh, you know, particularly if you are older or you are at all not healthy and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And how about the origins of COVID? If you think that came from a lab in Wuhan and that we had anything to do with it, you're just flat crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. And what about the alternate medicines with peer-reviewed studies supporting them that were basically banned in the United States? They didn't ban them. They just told pharmacies and doctors, if you prescribe them, we'll shut you down or we'll fire you. And then the press took up the drumbeat. Oh, it's horse nectar and horse paste and this and that and the other. A Nobel Prize winning drug, mind you, that there's been billions of doses given. And then, of course, we have the drumbeat over the jabs. They're safe and effective. If you take this injection, number one, you're helping your country. Number two, you're saving grandma. And number three, you'll never get COVID and you can't transmit it. Yeah, okay. I think we all know where that's wound up and winding up ever more so every day with every peer-reviewed study that's coming out. In fact, I'm going to tell you about some of the most recent here in the last three or four days in the rat-a-tat-tat. And then, of course, we have inflation is transitory. Remember that? That wasn't too long ago. Oh, this is just a little blip. And it certainly wasn't caused by us passing all these bills and printing all this money. 
No, 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 no. And it's going to go away in a heartbeat very easily. No problem. Don't worry about it. And then, of course, we have the travesty, which was the J6 investigatory committee, which now, and our producers have put some of the videos on the site, <laughs> it's unbelievable. More about that in the rat-a-tat-tat. You know, that was an insurrection. It was by those dastardly Republicans, by those domestic terrorist MAGA lovers. It was the greatest crisis since, you know, the moon fell into the sun. And now we find out quite the opposite, don't we? In fact, it was manipulated, instigated, and planned by the very powers who conducted that sham investigation. And of course, we've been told that the dollar is invincible. It is the world's reserve currency. It always has been, and it always will be. Go back and listen to my history of money. And that spending and printing, therefore, printing dollars, is irrelevant. You know, MMT, we've talked about it in the history of money and in other shows. Modern monetary theory, deficits don't matter. Debt doesn't matter. You just keep printing and printing and printing and everything is rosy. And then we have the education boondoggle. We're not teaching your kids sex. We don't have transvestites uh, dancing mostly naked in front of kindergartners. No, 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 no. We don't have drag queens putting on shows for elementary school students. We don't teach that critical race theory stuff. We abide by the laws of our state. Well, all you folks who are parents, and I don't care where you're listening to me and what part of this great country, you know, you know what a farce, what a lie, what a distortion that is. And you're doing something about it. Good for you. And then, of course, we have the Hunter laptop, which didn't exist. Or if it did exist, was Russian disinformation. And if it wasn't Russian disinformation, it didn't contain anything of value. And whatever it did contain of value, Uncle Joel, the big guy, didn't know anything about it and had nothing to do with Hunter's Chinese, Ukrainian, Russian, and other business dealings, nor did he get a penny. And look, folks, that's just a short list of the Big ticket lies, distortions, manipulations, twistings, diversions, distractions, psyops. I could go on for far more than one show. I mean, these people can't help themselves. It even goes to smaller matters. Still important, but smaller. Like, we're not going to do anything with your gas stoves. We're not going to limit your gas stoves. We're not going to regulate your gas stoves. We're not going to outlaw your gas stoves. Well, last week I brought you the story of what's going on. These new regulations, which popped up out of nowhere, instigated by a disciple of the WEF, who's also in bed with China, talking to our woke and incompetent energy secretary, Granholm. And suddenly we have regulations which basically have instituted outlaw 96% of the gas stoves on the market in houses or for sale. Let's talk about your family's safety. If you listen to this show, you know our aging power grid is more vulnerable than ever. There's been 70 physical attacks on grid stations and countless cyber attacks in the last year. Imagine a blackout lasting days, weeks, months. Look around your house. Water, refrigeration, heat, light would be poof. That's why having your own portable solar power and not relying on a government grid is critical. With a Patriot Power Sidekick from 4Patriots, you get a solar generator that's quick, easy, portable, on the go, or even inside. And though only the size of a lunchbox, it's powerful. It'll power your phones, your medical devices, even a mini-fridge. 
a free solar panel, free shipping, and a practically unheard of 365-day satisfaction guarantee. You can get 10% off your purchase using the code RIGHTSIDE at checkout. FourPatriots.com. Use the code RIGHTSIDE. Get 10% off. FourPatriots.com. Protect you. Protect your family. And how about the great balloon? Pull the wool over your eyes. It reminds me of looking at the old Superman comics. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. No, it's a Chinese balloon that we didn't or couldn't or didn't want to shoot down. And then, you know, with the drumbeat and the embarrassment of completely blowing that, we go out and blast three other balloons with $472,000 missiles. Find out that a couple of them are hobby balloons costing, you know, somewhere between 120 and $1,200. This is all PSYOPs, folks. This is all PSYOPs. But if you look at this long list, and it's a partial list, you can reach several conclusions, which should bring you to being motivated to take several actions. And that is the rest of the story coming right up. So I'm not going to get into motive here of all these various players. I'm just going to stick with the facts. You absolutely have the global wannabe government, the WEF, big tech, the governments of countries around the world, including the United States, the press, and corporate ESG woke folks, all conspiring and working toward a common end. That common end has us at the bottom of the heap. I think we can agree that it's unequivocal, that it's authoritarian, that there is prolificate spending, ridiculous spending on ridiculous things, which displays a total disregard for the treasures of the taxpayer. Because you know that debt, folks, $31 trillion plus $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities like Social Security and Medicare? Guess who owes that debt? Guess who is the government? We are the government, and you and I owe that debt. I think we can agree that all of the things we've gone over over the last 10 weeks over the course of this show over years and today's show shows a blatant disregard for the safety, the personal stability, the financial stability, and the freedoms of every nature and type, including those enumerated in the Bill of Rights by our government and we'll call it the global cabal, the ESG corporations, the press, big tech, WEF, etc. I think we can agree that literally nothing we have been told on any major item on any event of any significance since the advent of the COVID conjure has been true. We are continually lied to, either by omission, by the twisting or manipulation of, of information, by disinformation, or <laughs> unfortunately, in many of these cases, including the ones I gave you today, just look in your eyeballs, look in the television camera, and just flat lie. In this context, and I'm going to direct you back to the rant story I gave you, and I'm going to direct you back to the quote from John Adams. The government's biggest weapon is fear. Fear of COVID. Fear of incineration through the crisis of climate change. Fear of reprisal by the government. Of being labeled a domestic terrorist. Of having your home raided by a SWAT team and your kids terrorized. Of being sued and drained of everything you've tried to work for your whole life, of being castigated, denied due process, and thrown in prison, like the J6 folks, through kangaroo courts. There'll be more on that in the rat-a-tat-tat. And there's several must-see videos posted under treason and corruption on the website, on the rightsideradio.com. And given this long list of PSYOPs-manipulated events and the absolute conclusions I just drew for you, those five or six, 
it leads us to the point where we have, thinking about my ranch story today, we have our guts, we have our instincts, we have our courage, we have our freedoms, so long as we maintain and fight to maintain them. We have our community and we have our family. And that is the source of strength and protection for all of us. And though that starts at your state legislature, as I've been beating the drum on for years and particularly this year, and then at your county commissioner level, and then at your local sheriff level, very importantly, and then at your municipal level, and then at your neighborhood level, and then at your, I'll call it the community level, that group of people within the neighborhood, and then at your family level. The most important is really from the bottom up. And I'm going to point out to you that the authoritarian nature of the United States government, and for that matter, the Western world, is not only exhibited toward us, toward the people of America and the people of Great Britain and the people of other various Western countries. It is manifested by the Western world and particularly the United States. And I love America. I am I am American rah, rah, rah through and through. Not American government, but America, her people, her values, her constitution. And America has not only bullied its people and misled them, but America has bullied the rest of the world and misled them. And the result of all this is what you are now seeing, if you are following it, and I hope you are, what I brought to your attention starting, oh, two years ago, which is the bifurcation of the world. It is no longer, listen to my history of civilizations, it is no longer a unipolar world run by the United States and controlled by the United States dollar. Just as the government has been weaponized against the people here, so too has the dollar been weaponized against other countries around the world. The SWIFT system which transfers dollars. The use of dollars as the petrocurrency. The use of dollars to sanction not just enemies like Russia or China, but friends, quasi-allies like India, to bow down to the whims of an American government who in its imperious lust really believes that it is above the law, above international law, above the rules of decency, above the mandates of truth, and convinced because of the elites that run the government, that it knows best for the rest of the planet. Well, the rest of the planet disagrees. That's why the BRICS nations are rapidly expanding in size, in resources, in currencies, in manufacturing capabilities, in military might. Understand that what's happening in this shift in global power, both economic, and remember, in the end, all wars are economic, in terms of geography, in terms of resources, in terms of capabilities, is about two-thirds of the world are headed to the BRICS camp and the BRICS alternate currency, backed by commodities, things of value, gold and oil and other commodities. And one-third of the world, the Western world, primarily Europe, Australia, Japan, and America, North America, South America, to a lesser extent South America, is staying in what we'll call the U.S. buddy group. And there's fractures within that group, too. We don't have time to go into that today. That'll be the meat and potatoes of another show. But again, what this brings home is the need to look for strength, the need to look for support, the needs to look for mutual preparation within the smallest political and human denominators, your state, your county, your city, your neighborhood, your community, and your family. And I urge you to do that, to give it some thought, because the world is changing. There's not much you can do about that, but there's a whole hell of a lot you can do about preserving freedom, preserving security, and preserving yourself.
Very quickly, I want to talk to you about explosions in manufacturing facilities and military facilities and fires in all sorts of facilities, particularly food processing facilities. And and a thousand railroad derailings along railroads in, over the last year, including three since February 3rd in Ohio, including that horrific deal, which is ongoing. I mean, this is an ecological disaster, as we're going to find out. In Palestine, Ohio, those poor folks. Listen, perhaps this is just the system decaying. Perhaps this is greedy railroads cutting corners. Perhaps this is, oh, kind of the ordinary normal course. There were, after all, 5,000 fires, including residential and wildfires and all sorts of things, in 2019 before the COVID conjure. But it seems to me that over 100 fires in major food processing plants and abnormally high fires, explosions, and other mishaps in manufacturing, including defense manufacturing facilities and information facilities, over the course of the last year, at least ought to give you some pause. And of course, there's been 70, that's 70, attacks on our grid system, well-coordinated, well-researched, primary transformer areas with weaponry, I mean, not water balloons, in just the past year. Tens of thousands of people have been without power for days, in some cases, weeks, in a number of states around the country. Now, of course, the naysayers, the PSYOPs folks, say there's nothing to see here. This is just normal. Nothing going on here, folks. But you know, I've posted on the website for you under family safety and rat-a-tat-tat, since this is kind of part of rat-a-tat-tat, a list of food plant fires. You'll notice that somehow many of them start on the same day or within a day of each other in widely scattered locations around the country. You'll notice that the train derailments, while kind of all over the country, those that contain toxic materials, in other words, contents which can cause damage, seem to happen around populated areas like Palestine, Illinois, or out there in Washington, which was a big oil wreck. And it seems to me that as the level and location and quantity of these, I'll call them mishaps, occur, less and less are explained by the government, cause unknown, or blamed on the operator or on deteriorating physical plant conditions. But I would note that it does coincide, perhaps mysteriously, with the dramatic increase in the numbers of illegal aliens, many of them not caught, almost a third, very few of them vetted, coming across our southern border. And most of them now being young men of military age. Those are just a lot of dots. I'll let you think about it. And now let's talk some rat-a-tat-tat, because we've got a bunch of stuff to cover. We always do. Let's start off with the Global Disinformation Index. Do you know who that is? Well, you know, that's an outfit out of Great Britain. And what they do is they put together a blacklist of conservatives, conservative information sources, websites, etc. And they work, in conjunction with other black ops left groups, to shut down advertisers. And guess what's been found out just in the last two weeks? They're funded by the United States State Department. Huh. Kind of like the FBI and the alphabet folks. They're Twitter and Google and Facebook and Instagram and you name it. And they work in conjunction with and, in fact, help develop a new system by Google called Jigsaw, which is based on the theory of pre-bunking, a whole new kind of form of psyops. In other words, they know what's going to happen and they begin to condition the public to that event. In other words, they undermine the willingness to argue with an act or a lack of act even before 
anybody else knows that the act or lack of act is going to or has occurred. Rather diabolical. You'll see some articles on this under PSYOPs this week on the rightsideradio.com. Did you know that Wells Fargo, huge mortgage lender, they're kind of backing out of that business. Their mortgage origination, staffing, funding, budgeting is at a 20-year low, and they are slowly but surely exiting what's called the correspondent bank business, where banks cooperate on putting together mortgage-backed securities, etc. And it's rumored that Kami Harris, our vice president, has been working with them and other quote-unquote mortgage lenders, even those backing out of the market like Wells Fargo, on some kind of program. I'm going to have more on this in the future for you, where that portion of the population, you know, the 50% that pay taxes and generally have higher FICO scores, will be paying higher interest rates, listen to this, than folks who have low FICO scores or who are not taxpayers. Can you spell redistribution? Can you spell backdoor reparations? Did you know that our friend Biden, President Cadaver, has now appointed 100 judges to the federal bench? That is scary. Particularly when some of these judges, when questioned before getting appointed, can't cite articles of the Constitution of the United States, the foundation of our laws. Did you know that they've now determined, real scientists, not the climate change hoopla crew, that the humpback whales which are drifting up dead along the northeast coast, that the environmentalists are jumping up and down about, and it is terrible. They aren't being killed by lobster fishermen. You remember when Maine, like three months ago, said they were going to curtail lobster fishing because the lobster fishermen were killing humpback whales, the boats and the nets? No, they're being killed by the offshore windmills, folks. The vibrations made by the windmills, it's now been determined as interfering with the whale's sonar abilities. They're unable to gauge depth and getting beached and dying, while we save the planet, of course. Get ready for a big spike in electric rates. The EPA, which is on a rampage in all sorts of tangents, is now coming out with new and illegal, because there's been court cases on the power of the agencies that this court has ruled against here just in the last year, but they don't care. But new really strict requirements on the use of coal and coal-fired plants to generate electricity. At the same time, by the way, they're basically outlawing gas stoves, so you have to go electric and want electric vehicles, so there's more demand. You know, you really have to wonder about this. And to put this in context for you, if you had to store, because you're a green energy fool and you've managed to now power the entire planet Earth with green energy, if you had to store enough energy for the globe for just three days, the cost for the storage batteries would be $590 trillion, which happens to be three times the annual global GDP. That's the GDP of all the countries and all the people on the planet Earth. And did you know that if you remove government subsidies, you know, the Infrastructure Act, folks, the printing of money, inflation, etc. If you removed wind subsidies, which are 103x average, and solar subsidies, which are 57x average, wind and solar energy for any type of use would be between seven and ten times the cost of fossil fuel energy same output. You folks in the United States and you folks up in Canada who listen to me, you know Canada is is in trouble. Thank you, Trudy. You saw the bank accounts of the truckers seized, (laughs) totally illegal, based on some quote-unquote emergency. You've seen handguns summarily outlawed. You know, no vote, just an edict. And you've seen a clamp down throughout Canadian society by the young global leader, Trudeau. But do you know who really does the dirty work on all this in Canada? Let me tie this in for you just a little bit. It goes perfectly with what we talked about today and the 
WEF and PSYOPs programs I've brought you over the last 8-12 weeks. Trudeau's second-in-command is a woman by the name of Christy Freeland, who, by the way, she ramrodded the shutdown of the truckers' accounts and the, and the taking of their property. Did you know that she serves on the WEF Governance Council? Yes. Yes, she does. And by the way, do you know who she worked for before she was in her illustrious authoritarian position in Canada and hobnobbing with the WEF mucky mucks? She was the biographer for George Soros. You see how all these lines converge? It seems that woke is not paying off for Portland. Portland, Oregon. Uh, Walmart is closing its last two stores there due to theft, shoplifting. And Nike has asked for armed police protection during the day because of tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes daily, of shoplifting. And over there in California, you know, part of that woke left coast group that's doing so well. The reparations board, I brought you this story about uh, oh, two or three months ago. They had originally voted to give every black person, two and a half million folks in California, $223,000. Well, that's just not enough, so they just raised the recommendation, I believe it was last week, to 330000 which, by the way, comes out to folks about $800 billion. Uh, let me remind you that California has a $27 billion, give or take, annual operating deficit. Wonder where they're going to get that money. <laughs> you know where they're going to try and get that money. And, of course, our President Cadaver, after screaming and yelling along with the rest of the Dems on how the Republicans, I mean, totally made up, Total PSYOPs. Wanted to cut Medicare and Social Security. Wow. Guess what he's doing? He's cutting some chunks out of Medicare and Medicare coverages, including, you'll love this, drugs and treatment for Alzheimer's disease. And of course, who gets Alzheimer's disease? Oh, that's right. Elderly Americans who would be on Medicare. I see. And, you know, I see a lot of dots as I kind of roam the information verse out there, and sometimes they kind of slap me in the face with the way they connect. Did you know that just a few days before he made that announcement, which of course mainstream media didn't cover at all, there was a big peer-reviewed study released in Australia. And it seems that from the time that the jabs began to be administered in 2021, up through December of 2021, they're putting together a study on 2022 right now, it seems that the amount of deaths from dementia increased from an average of roughly baseline 100 to baseline 900. In other words, roughly a 600% increase in dementia deaths since the vaccine was rolled out. Now... All the naysayers say that this was really predicated on the fact that older folks couldn't get proper care when they had dementia and Alzheimer's, and, you know, that's why they died. They died because of the COVID pandemic. But, you know, somehow that, in my mind, just doesn't stack up. This article, by the way, and the correlation will be on the COVID page. And along those lines, there's uh, some more COVID litigation erupting. Big explosions of COVID litigation everywhere, folks. And boy, it's just the beginning. And boy, do they deserve it. COVID litigation page. Check it out. If you have a claim, bring it. It's good for you. It's good for your country. And it's good for justice. On the right side, radio.com. COVID litigation page and COVID page. True the vote. Catherine Engelbrecht and her henchman, Greg Phillips. I love these guys. I love this organization. They're the best of the best. As you know, they sued, and they're the ones who uncovered Koenig. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-H. I brought you this story. Koenig's Chinese CEO was, contrary to American law, storing voter databases and voter records in China. Hmm, what could go wrong? 
You remember our list here of uh, conspiracy theories, you know, election fraud. And they just want a huge motion hearing in that case, which is also being investigated by the FBI and the L.A. District Attorney and all sorts of people. You's been arrested, I think you know. But it seems that you was busy destroying evidence. <laughs> he must have learned it from Hillary. And the federal court just slapped Konek and you with an order, and that is they will preserve all evidence and all the evidence will be available to true the vote in this lawsuit, and therefore to the FBI and to others. It's a really big deal. If you want to support True the Vote, take action page on the rightsideradio.com. This article, by the way, will be under election fraud and rat-a-tat-tat on the rightsideradio.com. Oh, and of course, with the world kind of collapsing around our ears, China rattling its sabers, and as a separate rat-a-tat-tat, increasing its defense spending, (laughs) how about offense spending, by 7% this year, and they have been on a tear. They've been spending 10% of GDP for three or four years in terms of building up their nuclear and their conventional forces and their total manpower and their navy, which now exceeds ours. In the meantime, our military was forced to get jabs, which, why don't we just say, are now proven to be less than safe and effective. How's that? Jabs which were developed in the Wuhan lab, which is a military facility of the Chinese army, funded, of course, by Fauci Stein. And our military... Unlike China's military, which is basically putting just about every penny of the dollar they spend into hardware, training, soldiers, you know, lethal capabilities. Our military, out of its 800 plus or minus billion dollar budget, is spending about $283 billion on actual lethal tangents. The rest is spent on administration. It's wasted on nonsense. It's spent to the tunes of tens upon tens of millions of dollars on this woke nonsense And we come to find out here in the last week, thanks to Elise Stefanik, Republican New York, she's a conference chair lady, they're spending millions of dollars on woke materials in the Department of Defense's education activity, the DODEA schools, by the way, without telling the parents who happen to be military service members. Did you know military bases here in the United States and around the globe, there are 66,000 children of service members in 160 schools. And these schools, the woke Pentagon has hired a diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI chief officer, Kalissa Wing. And Kalissa Wing happens to be a left woke loony, who, by the way, writes left woke loony books. There's like 600 copies of her books in the school libraries around the DOD. Hmm. So we're not only teaching our soldiers to be woke, folks, we're teaching our soldiers' kids to be woke. I'm sure China and Russia are just, you know, quivering in their boots. By the way, a kudos to Elise Stefanik, although it doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of passing the Senate. She's introduced the Service Member Parents' Bill of Rights, which mirrors a lot of what's been going on in the various states, which reinforces service members' control over the curriculum of their children. Why, what a novel idea. And by the way, along those China, military, and other lines, a report came out last Thursday from a leading security think tank, and unfortunately, it was commissioned by the State Department. Well, the results weren't too good for the United States in the West, because according to this think tank, the United States and its buddy Western democracies, quote-unquote, are losing badly a global competition for research output. This was put together by the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, and they concluded that China leads in 37 of 44 critical and emerging technologies. 
including defense, space, energy, the environment, biotechnology, robotics, artificial intelligence, advanced materials, and quantum technology. Terrific. And they also found out that the world's top 10 research institutions in all these various fields are all based in communist China. We got the consolation prize, though. We were ranked second in virtually every one of those fields. Let me quote from the report. Quote, Western democracies are losing the global technological competition, including the race for scientific and research breakthroughs. Quote, over the past five years, China generated 48.49% of the world's high-impact research papers into advanced aircraft engines, including hypersonics, and it hosts seven of the world's top ten overall research institutions. Unquote. And by the way, this report called China's lead, so you don't think it's like a little lead, it's a big lead, a, quote, stunning lead in high-impact research, unquote. But hell, folks, let's appoint a few more DEI officers to train the troops and train the troops' kids. What do you think? Chucky Schumer had a meltdown on the Senate floor on Tuesday. Oh, poor Chucky. If a woodchuck could chuck wood. He was, like, visibly, and I don't think he was faking it, upset because 41,000 feet of Capitol Hill J6 footage was released, which the sham and treasonous PSYOPs investigation, J6 investigation panel, hid from the American public, courts, and who knows who else. But you know, in typical progressive fashion, you got to hand it to him, he went on the attack. Quote, with contempt for the facts, disregard of the risks, and knowing full well he was lying, lying to his audience, Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not a violent insurrection. Unquote. I, so many others who are here in the Capitol, and millions and millions of Americans are just furious with Tucker Carlson and Kevin McCarthy today, unquote. Fox News should tell him not to. Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, tell Carlson not to run a second segment of lies, unquote. So he gets a little censorship thought in there, too. You know, you'll see why he's upset, because your lion eyes don't lie. you got to watch these films on the rightsideradio.com. Under Treason, Corruption, and Rat-a-tat-tat. So a few months ago, I brought you the story about the Virginia schools withholding National Merit Scholar certificates from students, not even telling them about it because everybody has to be equal, you know, equity. Well, now the universities are getting into the act because everybody has to be equal and nobody's feelings have to be hurt. So Columbia University is now dropping a requirement for admission called the SAT and ACT scores. Gee, I think we're all familiar with those. Amazing. And they're also going to drop their standardized tests for admissions because, you know, we don't want somebody failing that test. Let me give you their quote. Our review is purposeful and nuanced, respecting varied backgrounds, voices, and experiences. Can you spell diversity? In order to best determine an applicant's suitability for admission and ability to thrive in our curriculum and our community and to advance access to our educational opportunities, unquote. Oh, well, that should be great for higher education. No wonder China's kicking our butt on all the science stuff. And then what a lot of people aren't talking about is how rigged this court system was on the J6 defendants. All those cases were handled by the chief judge of the D.C. district, which is left, left, left. And she is lefter than most and obviously not well-versed in the Constitution. Her name is Howell. The good part of the story is that this is her last month, so bye-bye, Judge Howell. But she has pulled all sorts of stunts. She has asked defendants, do you believe Joe Biden won the election? She's asked defendants, 
are you still talking about the big lie? You know, election fraud, because there's none of that, folks. And she's even ruled against congressional representatives who've had their cell phones illegally seized and gone through by the FBI and other alphabet agencies, even though they have immunity against such seizures. I wonder what Judge Howell thinks of all these videos and withheld information from the J6 committee that's now coming out. Probably she doesn't care. And did you know, speaking of the military, woke policies, squandered funds, and lagging behind China, did you know that the military is also divulging, (laughs) I'm not making this up, the records of servicemen who are congressional representatives or congressional candidates, all Republicans, of course. And that happens to be criminal. I mean, not only is it illegitimate, not only is it foolhardy, not only is it not good for national security, but it is criminal, not that they care. And it seems that well-funded by the DNC, a guy by the name of Abraham Payton, a former director of a Democratic PAC, by the way, now works for an outfit called Due Diligence LLC. And they obtained these records fraudulently by claiming to be somebody they weren't. In the meantime, the record should not have been given out at all. And the major breach seems to be in the U.S. Air Force, which says there was, quote, no criminal or malicious intent, unquote, but it's improving its security procedures anyway. Oh, well, I feel much better now. And I am about out of time, as always. And once again, I'm halfway through. I'm not even halfway through what I want to talk to you about. But we have a big show coming at you next week, too. We're going to kind of go further with our thoughts this week and get into the why and the how. In the meantime, look in the mirror. Repeat with your family and repeat with conviction. I will muster. I will stand. I will not comply. I will never give in. I will never stop fighting. I will join with those in these United States and around the globe who love freedom as I do, and we will win. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Keep the wind at your back. We'll talk to you next week. Please remember, if you've missed any shows, just click on Show Archive and you'll find all of his shows. We look forward to seeing you here again next week for another episode of Reed Lance Rosenthal on the right side.